Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Let's Level Up podcast. Uh, this is Rick. I believe this is going to be our third official episode. Um, and today I've got Bill Smith from Waning Gibbous Games, and he is the mastermind behind the incredibly fun game Larceny. Uh, Bill, why don't you say hello? Hi, everybody. So, Bill, um, you know, I had the chance, or really the pleasure, if I could say so, to actually preview Larceny, and, uh, man, we had a, so much fun playing that game. Um, I just wanted to say, well, before we really get started, you know, thanks for giving me the opportunity to check out your game, and, uh, man, I loved it. Well, where'd you get the idea? Uh, you know, it's honestly a, a lifetime of games combined with a, a lifetime love of uh, the heist, heist movies, heist books, and... Uh, it all just came together like a well-executed plan, I guess. <laughs> like the perfect heist, huh? <laughs> yeah. What, well, you know, you, you mentioned heist movies, heist books. You know, what are some of your favorites um, that are out there? Hmm. I think, honestly, the, the biggest influence lately was the TV show Leverage. Uh, that's, that's a favorite in our household. Uh, we like anything from the... Vlad Taltosh books by Stephen Bruce, a lot of good uh, heists and capers in there. Uh, the Italian job's always a classic. It's all over the map. Yeah, I was, um, I'm a big fan of um, heist movies. I actually haven't seen Leverage yet, so do you know if that's on Netflix or anything like that? I don't think so. I, I think they've got the discs, but not the, the streaming. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to try to find a way to figure that out. Maybe it's on on-demand somewhere on cable. Um, my backers recommended a white collar and a BBC show called Hustle too. If you're into heists. Oh, great! Yeah, I think I've actually seen white collar. Um, isn't that a USA show? I think so. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so, for people that don't know or maybe haven't seen our preview of uh, Larceny, why don't you kind of uh, describe what the game is and uh, you know how people can get their hands on it now that uh, everything's said and done with <laughs> Kickstarter. Uh, well, Larceny is a, as you, you might guess, it's a heist-themed party game. So you take three or more people, and each round one person is the, the chief. They're judging the, uh, the efficacy of the plan. So you've got a score that you're going after. You've got catches, uh, problems, security systems, or uh, complications that arise during the heist. And then each player as a handful of fixed cards, and these are uh, tools and tricks and contacts that they have pulled together through a lifetime of crime. So you've got your crowbar, your lockpicks, your glass cutter, and then uh, more esoteric solutions such as a human-sized hamster ball or zipline gun. Just So it's all over the place, and it's, it's quick, it's fun, it's silly, uh, and it's really easy to pick up. Uh, except for it's not easy to pick up in the sense that we're not selling it retail yet. <laughs> we're, we've committed to fulfilling all of our Kickstarter orders before we put it out on the market for the general public. So as soon as that ships out to Kickstarter backers, that should be in a few months. Uh, we'll definitely do the round of announcements and we'll let you know and let your audience hear about that. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, one thing that uh, I, I was really kind of um, really – one thing that's kind of made big waves in the past couple of years is the idea of crowdfunding. Uh, so somebody has a great idea or what they feel like is a great idea. They essentially pitch it to the world and, uh, you know, people can elect whether to back it or not. And through sites like Kickstarter, um, which you guys decided to go with, um, you know, a lot of people can bring those ideas. 
What made you go to Kickstarter to begin with? Um, was it just a lack of that initial money to get things rolling, or uh, you know, d- describe that process and that uh, and and how you came to that decision? Yeah. Uh, well, the first reason I went through Kickstarter is familiarity. Uh, I've been backing projects there for a couple of years now, so I really felt like I understood the the process end to end. I've seen a lot of projects, I've seen a lot of successful projects, and I've sort of been filing away what they've been doing and how they do it to... I, I never really thought that someday I would have a project of my own, but it's just sort of assimilated the information. Uh, so the reason we went there for funding the game specifically rather than trying to find publishers or some other site, you know, Kickstarter's the, the market leader for this sort of thing, and... Uh, where we are right now, you know, my wife and I are both working, got a family on the way, and we didn't really want to get into the business of trying to go to conventions, trying to sell the publisher. Uh, we just wanted to have this side project that we could work on as we found the time, and Larceny seemed like the perfect fit. And so Kickstarter really helped us fit it in when we needed to go for it uh, to find a core audience to connect with them, to develop the game, to make sure we meet everybody's expectations. And it seemed like a, a win-win. No, I think definitely. I mean, it, it, it you know, puts you on our radar. I think um, uh, I think it was Kevin from 2d6.org that actually introduced me to Larceny. And then from there we reached out and, um, you know, I got the preview copy and we played it. Uh, we played it one night when we first got it. We played it in <laughs> for like five hours, I think. And uh, <laughs> man, it was just one of those games where you kind of take a moment in the middle of it and like, oh, there's there's really something here. Um, and when I when I describe it to people, I I feel like it's unfair to compare it to some of the other party games. You know, there's um, it is in a, in an essence a very social game, much like Apples to Apples and Cards Against Humanity. However we're presented with a problem here that we have to be creative mm-hmm. and try to work around. And those other games just Yeah, there's don't a whole other that. layer of problem solving. Uh, there's sort of a, a real-world grounding. Now, it's a very... Not, not very grounded. You know, some of your catches are things like zombies or bears. And you know, that's not exactly a realistic situation that'll come up in a heist. But it's, it's <laughs> just enough to make it more than word association. Yeah, and... and, and, and you know, honestly, the, the some of the zombies and the bears idea provides you more, <laughs> uh, more room for creativity, more room to play and just be silly and, and, and really play a game. Kind of check out yeah. a reality for a little bit and plan the greatest heist in a zombie apocalypse setting, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's um, – in, in telling people about the game, um, you know, the first thing uh, that – at least that I've encountered while trying to essentially pitch the game to some of my friends is, you know, well, it sounds like apples to apples. And um, mm-hmm. have, have you encountered a lot of that kind of, um, I would, I would view that as an unfair uh, light. I mean, not that, not that apples to apples is a bad game, but um, does that, does that kind of bug you uh, that people compare your game to another product? Uh, you're, you know, you're you're doing my work for me there. I I always preface that it's like not that it's a bad game, but they're different games. You know, every, everybody jumps to the central mechanic where each round someone else is the judge. And there's a number of games that work like that. Apples to Apples is the best known, and it really popularized that mechanic. And I love the game; it's a lot of fun. But that game is is completely different. You know, you're talking basic word association. 
compared to, like you were saying, we've got the the grounding and the problem solving that run through Larceny, plus we have a number of different game modes. You know, there's the storytelling mode, the versus mode, the co-op mode. Uh, so it, it's similar to Apples to Apples, and I don't mind the comparison because it's, it's a favorable comparison. If it stands up to Apples to Apples even a little bit, you know, that's a solid recommendation. Uh, but yeah, I do think they're different games, and it, it's it's not that it bothers me so much that I would rather, yes, but. You know, like, yes, it right, is similar right. to Apples to Apples, but look at how it's different. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I would hate for people to walk away with it and think that, um, you know, we have a uh, a Beatles monkeys situation to make it to to put that in a musical <laughs> analogy, because I think that's unfair to you and it's unfair to it's unfair to people who who may not give it a chance because of that. Um, and yeah, I, I don't want to go on too far of a limb here, but I think it's a better game. Uh, I think it's better than uh, Cards Against Humanity. I think it's better than uh, Apples to Apples because of the extra dynamics there and the variant game modes, like you kind of touched on. Um, best laid plans and worst laid plans are, are are some of the most fun you can have with you know in a casual setting with your friends. I mean, it's just um, especially worst laid plans. I mean, that's it's just crazy. <laughs> you know, one of my happen. one of my good friends. The the best laid plan for the, those of you who haven't encountered it is you take those fixed cards that we were talking about, your crowbar and your human sized hamster ball, and you lay them out in a you know, a group of, say, five cards, and you outline your entire heist plan using these items. Uh, worst laid plan is your intention is to come up with plans that are just crazy enough to work. They, they have to be really off the wall. And I had one of my good friends, after she had played the game, she came back to me and said, aren't best laid plans and worst laid plans the same thing? And I said, I think that's more you than, than the game. But, right. but I appreciate the criticism. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. We... We had a great time developing it, too. You know, it's just... It was never a slog, and it was never a challenge to get playtesters to sit down. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, you know, you, yeah, I think you said you were going to Dragon Con when we first started talking. Uh, how many conventions mm-hmm. did you kind of showcase this during, uh, before and, uh, and during the Kickstarter? Just just the one. Just the Dragon Con? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we were still in late pre-production uh, for, say, Gen Con. Dragon Con's a couple of weeks after. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, Dragon Con's local, and my wife is extremely pregnant, so we were, traveling wasn't really an option. <laughs> so I like that. Uh, term, I hit the convention pregnant. and and essentially just dragooned any passing costumed stranger into sitting down and playing a game with us for a little while. Uh, so we we showed to you know fifty people, give or take. They would cycle in, cycle out, you know, sit down for a few minutes. And I think we got a lot of good feedback, and we got some, uh, some definitely some favorable impressions. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I, so tell me a little bit about just uh, Dragon Con itself. Uh, did you see a lot of other um, awesome projects while you were there? I've yet to actually go to a convention. I'm planning on going to Gen Con this year with the family and uh, looking yeah, forward if, to it. If you're a gamer, Gen Con's the one to go to. Uh, or PAX Prime, if you can get to it. PAX in general. But DragonCon's a, a good third place, give or take. I like it, but you know, if I was going to showcase at one convention, it would probably be Gen Con. <clears throat> so I envy you for that. <laughs> uh, conventions, I didn't get to see much of DragonCon. I was, I was down in the board game room. I, I took some pictures of costumed uh, people 
that were on the route between the subway and the uh, the convention table, and that was about my exposure to the con this year. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, in in general, they're a lot of fun. Uh, they are. It's a wild ride. It'll be over over fast. So plan ahead. Oh sure, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I I I know I was I was pitching. Uh, excuse me, larceny to, to pretty much all my friends. And then the people who actually, you know, go and look at let's level up.net and, and watch our videos on YouTube and whatnot. Um, and getting towards the end of the Kickstarter project, you know, if we think we went down to the, uh, and sorry if I'm using the Royal we here, um, <laughs> we went down to what, no, no, the, the last 24 hours or something like that before funding. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the backers project as much as it's mine. I don't mind the we, uh, but yeah, it was, we funded on the last day. Yeah, how nerve wracking we was like that in the morning? The but it was, yeah, it was. It was a long haul. Did you ever have one of those moments at the end where it's like, man, we're just not going to make it? At the end, no. <laughs> Once uh, you know the last forty-eight hours of a Kickstarter campaign, things usually pick up. Uh, whether it's from desperate backers trying to make sure it goes over the line, or a flood of new people because everyone starts telling people and they come and look for for the first time. Uh, but it, at the end, I was I was definitely confident. It's the middle where you get the the campaign tends to plateau mm-hmm. in the middle portion. So there's always a spike at the beginning. Everyone, you know, you tell everyone you know, and most of your friends are going to jump in. They're going to tell people they know. Most of them are going to jump in on personal recommendation, and then things start to peter out. And the the uh, growth chart or the the curve growth curve is very very slow in the middle, and then it spikes right at the end. So it was in the middle that I was having doubts. I never really doubted because we, we came out strong and we hit the uh, the metrics pretty early on, and those are usually good indicators of success. But but yeah, it was we succeeded because all of my backers are awesome, and all of you went out and spread the word as much as you could. So that's that's always the success for a, a crowdfunded campaign of any kind. Yeah. How involved and engaged the backers get. Yeah. And you know the, the product helps as well. Um, uh, you got you actually got a kind of a um, a very cool um, kind of plug from Pat Rothfuss. Is that right? You know that's entirely possible. Uh, I don't know about Pat Rothfuss. I do know John Rogers. Uh, John Rogers tweeted a little bit. He's, for example, the the guy who created Leverage. So that was really awesome. He's kind of one of my heroes. It was nice to have him in the mix. Yeah, I think. Sorry, I think I got my names confused. I just remember uh, in one of our email exchanges, you you had mentioned that. Um, that's oh, yeah. that's very cool. Um, you know, it's a good day. Yeah, <laughs> getting somebody <laughs> you really looked up to, and they're they're having eyes on your project now, and you know, and they're yeah. it's favorable. So that's uh, that's got to make you feel great. That's and that's that's one of the things I really love about Kickstarter is you know it connects you with with uh, creators of all kinds. You know, I have. People who made other board games and other projects and other films, video games. Uh, it was just, it was a really great experience. I think I backed more projects during my campaign than the last uh, six months before. Since hey, I was on it every day and seeing new cool projects that I wanted to jump in on. Yeah, and you were part of the uh, the, the Kick It Forward program, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, that's I mean, that's something for people that don't know uh, that 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 piece of Kickstarter. Uh, if a uh, 
individual or, or a company decides to go with that, um, they elect to donate some of their funding money, um, I think a percentage, um, to a, another 5%. Kickstarter project. Oh, actually, kicking it forward is uh, you take the, the you take you commit to five percent of your profits after the campaign. Oh, after the campaign's over. Okay. Yeah, okay. you don't you don't want to use your your backers' money on something other than what they paid for. So oh. it's it's profits after the campaign. That makes sense. Okay. So every apologies. Every cent of the that people donated to the campaign will go to the product and the campaign that they backed. That's a that was an initiative started by uh, Brian Fargo over at In Exile. He did uh, Wasteland Two and uh, the Torment, Torment Tides of Numenera. <laughs> um, so you've you've played a lot of different. Um like RPGs and tabletop games, you know, do you have any that kind of stand out as some of your favorites? Hmm. You know, I, I love games and gaming, board games, role-playing games. Uh, the Exalted System from White Wolf has always been one of my favorites just for how over the top it is. I love Pathfinder. In fact, we're in a Pathfinder campaign right now. Uh, I think my favorite at the moment, though, is the Fate System. Uh, the new Fate Core, and actually they did a, a Kickstarter too, Evil Hat Productions. They made essentially a, 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 a new generic role-playing system. You can apply it to any setting, any sort of character types. It's very quick and easy, and it's very flexible. And I think it's really cool that they're going to bring in a whole new group of gamers and introduce them to get them hooked. Yeah, that's always awesome. Um, what you know, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth here, but going back to Kickstarter, of course, Larceny was funded. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to other people who've had projects fund before, and, you know, that they've kind of said that's where the real work starts is after, like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we've got the money now. Um, what are some of the... Were there any unexpected road bumps? I know looking at your Kickstarter, it you guys seem to have a good idea of what to expect, and, and when you created those funding goals, you kind of had the idea of... Um, you know, those wild card scenarios popping up. At least that's the impression I got. Yeah. Yeah, we budgeted for, for a little bit of problem here and there, but... Um... Oh, sure. Um, well, as far, as far as where you are now with the game, um, <laughs> you're going, of course, you've already mentioned uh, signing copies of the game, or basically anybody who's already funded the game through Kickstarter, they're going to get their copies first. How do you go about mm -hmm. now actually getting it on shelves in different, you know, brick-and-mortar stores or on, on Amazon or something like that? Are you guys going to sell it yourself, or are you going to look for um, some sort of that's, distributor? That's a very good question. Um, I'll get back now. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're planning on selling through the website, you know, we'll, and which we've got a decent website. There was this guy who designed that. Uh some guy it was uh, uh you you designed my website yeah i think it was um was it me? <laughs> it may have been my handsome older twin ah there uh, we go okay <laughs> uh anyway uh, so so we uh we have a, a a basic website but it's not ready for sale yet uh we're not even taking pre-orders i just feel like i'd love to take the money of pre-order people but it's going to be months and months and there's no real point in sure. setting that up so our current plan is to get the Kickstarter stuff out the door and then offer 
a basic web portal and then try and do a third-party store on Amazon, and we'll start looking. I know some people in the local, uh, friendly local game stores, so I'll be hopefully getting it on the shelves of stores here in Atlanta, uh, and then from there we'll look into a wider retail distribution. But right now it's our plans are basically online or nothing. Okay. Yeah, you know, that makes sense, you know, when you're first getting started. Um, are there any plans uh, post-Larceny? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've got... Uh, well, <laughs> I mentioned my, my wife's uh, in the family way at the moment. So uh, <laughs> our current plans post-Larceny are to tr- race to get the files off to the printer before the baby gets here. Uh, and then I have no idea what that'll do to my schedule. But down the line, I would like to expand the larceny line. You know, there's a number of cards that just wouldn't fit in the first set. So we've got expansions and bonus packs and all that sort of stuff. We've got themed expansions like sci-fi or Cthulhu-themed. Uh, and then I've got half a dozen other game ideas that I'd like to get out there. But I think, for the most part, the next year, year and a half, will be expanding the larceny line and making sure that's available in print. And expanding the the waning Gibbous family, huh? Just a bit. Yeah. Is this exactly, your? Is this yeah. y'all's? Uh, sorry, that's y'all. That's the Texan in me coming out. Uh, is, is this <laughs> your? Is you. this your first right. child? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, well, congratulations again, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, any expected uh, due date? Is it coming very soon? Yeah, early December. Early December. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if it's not too personal, you you know, you're having a, a boy or a girl. Uh, she'll be a girl. She'll be a girl. All right. Well, congratulations. I've got a, a son who's four and a daughter who's two, and uh, oh, well. it's it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of an adjustment <laughs> to put it the lightest way. But yeah, uh, that's what I've heard. But we're we're looking forward to it. But, you know, assuming we can turn around the designer within the next couple of weeks uh, and then do the final proofs and checks. We should have the files off before early December, but but yeah, it's going to be a race. Well, Bill, if people want to get to know uh, a little bit more about Wayne and Gibbous, a little bit more about Larceny, um, you want to go ahead and plug some of your guys' social media sites here on this podcast um, so we can go ahead and any listeners will be able to follow you and, and all that? Uh, yeah, sure. We So we've got... Facebook, you can find us at Wayne and Gibbous Games. Uh, on Twitter, it's GM underscore WG Games. Uh, and, you know, honestly, I think that's about it. You can email me at GM at Wayne and Gibbous Games dot com. Awesome. You know, uh, I was really a fan, I guess you could say, of your actual company name, of, of the actual name of Wayne and Gibbous. Uh, you know, bringing some of that... Um, uh, you know, the, the phases of the moon are always something that very mm-hmm. interests me. How'd you come up with that idea? Uh, you know, my first, the first game I ever played and the first game I ever ran were both Call of Cthulhu. Uh, it's it's got a, a place in my heart. I, I'm very, very into Lovecraft's mythos. Uh, studied it, read it, run games out of it. Uh, so the phrase "waning gibbous, waning gibbous moon." That uh, comes up in a few of his stories, and it's always just sort of jumped out at me as as an evocative piece of uh, piece of wordplay. And so when it came time to name the company, we went around and around uh, until I finally lighted on that, and it it seemed perfect. You know, had a logo built in, we had a great image. It sounds a little weird, but it's also something that's understandable. So yeah, it seemed to fit. 
God, that's awesome. Um, you know, I've uh, anybody talks to me for longer than twenty minutes, you know, I probably mentioned <laughs> something about Cthulhu, um, and that's something that's you know the Larceny Cthulhu set is going to be awesome. You know, when we get our hands on it. Um, yeah, the the business the businessman in me says expand your base and make sure you know you've got your basic cards and your basic expansion set out there. But the gamer in me really wants to get the Cthulhu set yeah. uh, as quickly as possible. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. Are you playing any other um, types of card games at the moment? I don't know if you've had your chance to take a look at the uh, the new Smash Up expansion, uh, the obligatory Cthulhu set, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, we had a board game day here, sort of last hurrah before the baby gets here just last weekend, and, and some friends brought that over, but we didn't get a chance to get to it. Uh, I actually just today got uh, Super Fight, which is another Kickstarter game, and it's another party game. Uh, and I got my copy just today, so I haven't had a chance to play it. But it's basically you build a, a characters and then decide who would win in a fight. You know, like a soccer mom who shoots lasers but uh, walks with a limp. And those are your <laughs> cards. And so you have to build that out. To and then the judge has to decide who would actually win. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like it could be a blast of parties. Well, um, Bill, you know, I don't, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, do you have anything you want to say to the Internet when this podcast goes live? And there will literally be uh, about seven people who are going to hear this thing right away. <laughs> so you've got a large audience here before you. Uh, you know, I, I think it's just uh, thanks for your time, and hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to get you on. You know, we're going to um, – It's right now we're kind of talking, some of my friends and I, um, who helped me in behind the scenes with Let's Level Up, um, and we want to do some more um, playthroughs um, and some more live plays, mm -hmm. but maybe do it through some way where we could play a game like uh, – maybe a game like Larceny or a game like uh, Once Upon a Time, something we can tell a story to each other, or maybe in a, mm -hmm. just a role-playing session or something like that and actually do it on a podcast, and we'd love to get you in on something like that too if you ever interested. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. I'd definitely be in. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, well, Bill, again, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the episode of Let's Level Up. Um, I definitely appreciate you. Um, check us out at letslevelup.net, and please follow Bill and the folks at Waning Gibbous Games on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that's Facebook, Waning Gibbous Games, and on Twitter, I believe it's GM underscore WG Games. Yeah, that's right. All right, I got it. All right. And you guys can follow us at Let's Level Up um, on both Facebook and Twitter. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to listening. And Bill, thank you again. Great. Thanks very much. <laughs>